Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Real Boys, a podcast where we get a bunch of funny people together, talk about their favorite movies. We're on a very special episode this week. My name is Dylan. I'll be your host as we are discussing the much-anticipated Zack Snyder's Justice League, also known as the Snyder Cut, which is the probably the definitive director's edition of this decade, probably at least the most anticipated. Uh, we've got a big roundtable going on this week, but uh, first, I'm going to introduce everybody. Uh, so let's assemble our league First off, the man responsible for collecting this team of misfits together, Dan Levy of the Oops Caught Me Smoking podcast. Dan, how's it going? How you doing, buddy? How you doing? I'm doing well. Yourself? Not too bad. Not too All bad. Right. Loving this movie, actually. Yeah? Big fan? Yeah. Yep. Uh, big DC fan. Um, mm-hmm. It's I, it's way more hardcore than Marvel, in my opinion. And uh, it was it was an amazing movie. I can't wait to talk about it. Right on, Dan. Were you in, uh, looking forward to this at all when you when news broke? Have you been like, waiting for this to drop? Actually, I didn't even know about it until you guys said something about it to me, and I was like, "Wait a minute, what? What's what is this?" Really? And then yeah, and then I uh-huh. asked Dak. I was like, "Where can I find this?" And he's like, "HBO Max." And I was like, hmm. "There." So uh-huh. instantly went and watched it. Well, cool. Uh, so we're going to you know get your enthusiastic opinion in just a few minutes, but I'm going to continue rounding up the folks in our watchtower. Uh, next up. The man who's collected all of our weaknesses in case one of us turns to evil, Michael Colby of Jack Billings Presents, me and my neighbor, Michael. Michael, yes, how you doing? Sir. Oh, I'm a little worn out because I just watched a four-hour Zack Snyder movie. Oh, yeah. Now, um, you are, uh, you've you been very vocal on your social media about your opinions on this. Do you want to uh, give a sneak peek as to what you're going to be talking about, or um, you want to um, save that for later? N- well... <laughs> Now that I've had a little bit of time to sit on it and think about it, I actually enjoy it a lot more than I did right after I was finished with it. Okay. Um, I still have a bunch of problems, not the least of which is I'm a huge uh, fan of Green Lanterns, mm. and I have been since I was a child, and they did my boys dirty in that thing. Holy not the- shit. <laughs> not the best showing, huh? No. Okay. <laughs> Well, uh, we're going to collect a bit more of your opinion in just a second. Um, I'm going to send you off. Bring up uh, next the heart of the team, the one who keeps us uh, fighting a good fight. This is Zach Wiseman, also of some nobodies. Zach, how you doing today? Ah, oh, doing so so good. I've been yeah. waiting. I've been waiting for years for this to come mm-hmm. out, and I have uh, spent literally. Yeah, literally years, mm-hmm. and I and I've spent almost the majority of the time since this has come out watching it and watching it and waiting to talk bad about Michael Colby uh, and watching it. <laughs> Zach, how many times have you watched this so far? I'm at four uh, four point something. I watched it four full times, and then I had it on and was watching a little bit of it uh, again. So I'm well, definitely at four times. Do you remember when this released? It. Re- <laughs> <laughs> uh the 18th whatever day that was at yep. 1 a.m i think Quite that was literally yes- yesterday that was, yes- that was yesterday okay so yeah, oh, yeah. I've, sp- I've spent the better part of uh the yesterday watching oh, the yeah. snyder cut well uh i'm you're gonna give us an earful this episode if i know you and i think i do know you got nothing to say didn't I'll, like it i'll bring you on when you know when we're ready for you <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and uh last but not least the man who had sparks the human torch himself this is johnny blaze johnny how you doing i'm doing good dylan how you doing man Doing all right. How you feeling about this movie? Um, I I really liked it, man. I think it was awesome. I yeah, was awesome. yeah, yeah. Were you anticipating this at all? Were you following the production? Did you see the theatrical version? I did. I did, and okay. I rewatched it like the day before too, so it was fresh. Oh, right on. Cool. So you're gonna have a uh, kind of like nice little 
mm -hmm. opposite opinions of everything. Right yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to it. Cool. Uh, we might be having some guest people pop in. I'm going to introduce them when we have, but until then, I'm going to start the round table. Let's get the watchtower full up. All right. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Woo! Yay. Yeah. Great. Great. So uh, clearly, we have some differing opinions on the um, on this movie in general, uh, which I think is warranted. It's kind of a uh, it was kind of a big deal. There was a very large social media campaign to get this released, and when news broke that it was actually happening, it's kind of you know it's kind of like Lord of the Rings extended. Yeah, I completely agree. I, it, it is a it, it is a fellowship of some people on a trek to do something that seems nearly impossible, and uh, they probably fault along the way. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm making comparisons to Lord of the Rings, and also the length of time that it takes that it could have just maybe flown an eagle there. I have no idea, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, I, I uh, dude, I love this movie now. I think I'm lagging a little bit, uh, but I'm. I think I'm still there audibly. Uh, yeah, but um, yeah, the the there is a caveat to me loving this movie though. I watched it the first time, loved it, right? Loved it. Watched it the second time, loved it. Kind of uh, remembered how the old Justice League was, but then I realized that within the spectrum of a DC movie, a Zack Snyder movie, and a Justice League movie, this thing is as good as it can get. Yeah. I think I'd agree with that. I said it It reminds me of like, it's like their answer to Endgame and the last scene really kind of solidified that for me. Um, well, sure. I but know. I mean, if, if you think about an answer to Endgame, this movie was filmed mostly in 2016. So like the, Endgame would have been an answer to this, which I think is a, a, a better uh, storyline. All right. Oh, now we do have a late arrival to the show. So I'm going to bring on... Uh, Let's see what's an equivalent the the mastermind behind the behind the curtain drawing all the strings. Here's Mick Manhattan of the Scene Snobs Network. <laughs> yeah, I, I told my wife I got to spend time with you, and as soon as Zach put up the blank, I'm like, nah, I got to talk Justice League. Yeah, <laughs> how you doing, Mick? Priority. So what's going on, everybody? Thanks for having me. Of course, glad to have you. So, uh, Mick, everybody else is giving their like kind of firsthand opinions. What's your thoughts on this film? Uh, I've watched it four times now. Zach has inspired me, especially with that. Oh wow! Um, okay, I had to. I had to. I, I was so heartbroken over the last one. I had to see what Zack Snyder was going to do, and he did not let me down. He okay. made every character important in this, which was important to me. The Flash wasn't pushing some family far away out of trouble or, or taking people out of town. He was actually. He had a, a clear goal to help them win. Uh, and you know, an, an actual purpose, and that was man, that was so it was so nice to see like everybody. Cyborg was amazing, he was so underutilized in the last movie, and he was my favorite character in this movie. It it definitely seemed to better utilize everybody to the best of their abilities. Flash had his moments, Cyborg had his moments. Um, even like Diane Lane had her scenes where she yeah. got to actually act, so it's yep. nice to have that. Um, anybody have some initial thoughts before we kind of dive into the uh, actual bit by bit of this movie? I just want to say one thing real quick. This movie is way better than Lord of the Rings. Disagree. Wow. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna fight back against that with every fiber of my being. <laughs> um, but that's okay. Gonna, You're allowed your opinion. Yeah, I'm gonna ponder on that for a little bit. I I cannot back up that, and I'm not sure I could fight that just yet. But uh, it, it was it was a it was a triumph of a movie. I will say this about that comment: 
I really feel after seeing this, if Zack Snyder was given the same amount of time and the movies that he, uh, you know, like three movies like Peter Jackson was, yeah, I think it could have been as epic as, you know, you know, as, if his whole plan was like mapped out and he was able to shoot mm-hmm. it all. I think it could be as epic as Lord of the Rings. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think we were kind of done dirty uh, with the theatrical cut. It's kind of a Frankenstein of a movie right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so digging into the story a little bit, uh, we start off with what is kind of an alternate point of view recap of the end of Batman versus Superman. Uh, we see Doomsday kill Clark Kent or Superman, I guess. Um, I get them confused a lot. It's the glasses. <laughs> Uh, we get kind of a recap of what the mother boxes are, a little bit of intro on that. Um, anybody think that retreading the ground from Batman versus Superman was worthwhile? Well, yeah. I, I, th- I think you missed something very, very important, which is the aspect ratio, the color grade, and, and the attention to little details, even from the beginning. Like, when you pop into this movie and you're in the 4-3 aspect ratio, you know something different's going on. It has a different feel than watching a widescreen movie where, you know, you're squinting yourself down because you're, you're crunching top and bottom. In, in this, you're like, wait, why, why is it like that? I don't understand at first. Uh, so just... From the get-go, it is different. Then you go to what in the old movie was the stupidest scene ever, which is Superman on a cell phone being recorded from kids asking what it's like to be on Earth, which is ridiculous. And then he like motions to his chest about his S being a river of hope or some bullshit. Like, no, this the beginning of this is great. It, it makes and the thing about this movie is every single thing makes sense. Where when you watch the old Justice League, you're like Wait, why did this happen? Why did this happen? Mm-hmm. Why did then you're just watching it and it's hitting you and you're like, I mean, it's kind of cool what I'm seeing, but why are we in Russia? Why why is this happening? But this movie makes every single decision make sense. Also, the cool thing that I will say b- before jumping ahead too far is it treats women so strong and so yeah. respectfully and powerfully. Like everything that is uh, that is Whedon-esque, you can tell, has been scrubbed clean with bleach. Like this movie has no like. I mean, obviously, Zack Snyder has this weird. Uh, uh, super affection with Sp- Superman. Like this, this dude loves Superman, which is fine. We will is... talk about the the Superman fetish later. Yes, <laughs> yes, but it, it, it is nice to see at least a Superman fetish over a oh look at this strong female fetish, which is just annoying from all bad. So, uh, yeah, the aspect ratio and the color grade were something that caught me from the beginning. But yeah, even the beginning, like watching Superman, like let that sonic shout out, which woke up the mother boxes, which makes everything make sense. Uh, because before it's like, why they wake up? Who knows? I don't know. Who knows? They, uh, it just work. But yeah, and the little things like that, like um, like you were saying, uh, like I remember in the uh, 2017, it was like weird that there were so many upskirt shots of Wonder Woman. Like it was creepily there. Mm-hmm. And then I was watching this, I was like, please don't be there. Please don't be there. And they, none of them were there. And I was like, uh, yes. I, that was I think it, I think a couple of them were still there. Like. I did there notice was, like two or three the, times, you know, up a little bit, and I'm like, eh. But, but the, you're right. It, like, no, you're right. It definitely wasn't the like same. It was like 17 was. to like 25 seconds. They were there. Yeah. It yeah, it does cut out that it does cut out that gag that we didn't like, where the Flash 
bumps into her and like falls on her and it's supposed to be funny because man on top of a woman ain't that ain't that (laughs) the funniest thing you've seen cuts that out entirely which you know i'm a huge fan of just excising like a and they they added an even better one with him running into uh aquaman and then like being i'm so sorry you know Mm -hmm. i thought that was so much funnier and flowed better yeah, especially right. since what Whedon did the exact same gag in Age of Ultron when uh, so and so fell down and landed on uh, uh, somebody. It's just it, it's it's a it's a boring trope, and it's it's I'm glad it's gone. Dan, you got yeah. something? Well, I, I didn't they cut that part out where Aquaman also like grabbed the lasso of truth and told Wonder Woman that she was hot too. Yeah, and yeah, they cut, completely yeah, cut that one part out too. So yeah, they they did cut a lot of those parts out, which you know this movie really did not need it at all. But they did cut a lot of, of those unnecessary parts out, which was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I don't I don't think there's a need to recap BVS. We all know it's an amazing movie. If you watch the ultimate edition, it's a really weird movie. If you watch the theatrical edition, uh, but I mean the most part is that Doomsday kills Superman. And no. uh, and and he also got a a, a flash drive of some. Uh, metahumans. Everybody's contact yeah. info. <laughs> yeah, which, um, yeah, yeah. Then we follow through on Batman acting on that. We see him meet Aquaman in Iceland. He goes to talk to Alfred and they talk about failure as far as like getting this team together and whether it's actually worth the effort. We see Lois Lane dealing with her loss. She buys someone like she buys a cup of coffee outside the Superman memorial. Um, and, so, if, if I could speak on that, yeah. and, and that's that was one of the weirdest things about the old Justice League was in the old Justice League they had the guy who played Jimmy Olsen in the '78 Superman. They had him as the the cop guy in the Flash sequence, which makes yep. no sense whatsoever. Now in this movie, they transport him to only being in Superman scenes, which makes way more sense. So even just like the 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 care to character arcs and the character just even background characters makes more sense in this but the wonder woman scene at the beginning of this movie is one of the best scenes of all time it takes a good scene from justice league and makes her Mm -hmm. such a complete badass Mm -hmm. five minutes in i was like oh wonder woman's killing people yep okay that's crazy like people are like there's blood splatter on the walls it's this yes this is nuts there's a fair level of gore in this movie. Yeah, the the, the yes, way that is, they surprisingly the yeah. amount of the amount of people that they killed by throwing them against the wall and exploding their heads all over everything was like uh, by the end of it, I'm like, wow, they're really they're just murdering people in this mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, I Can really like how just everybody Johnny. got their own backstory. Everybody got their own chapter, and yeah, yeah. I didn't oh, yeah. I didn't mind the length of the movie because, um, like uh, Mick said. They completely did Cyborg dirty in the first one. You you think they had beef or something? He just hated him. Yeah. So I don't know what was going on with, with him in the first one. He just it was just the most minute role. Like the guy said, "Hey, dude, I can be there and film for two days. What do you want me no. to do?" And, <laughs> right. and yeah. like, I'm just I'm just an angry boy. I'm just a sad boy. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Like the pouty rich kid. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. But um, like Zach was talking about the heist. They foil the heist where some bad guys invade an art uh, an arc museum i believe or uh mm-hmm. something along those lines and then we go to themiscira and that's when the plot kind of kicks off so we focus a lot on wonder woman at the start we get a nice sky beam mm-hmm. get the bad guy coming through a portal and um boom tube please boom tube boom tube, boom tube. Boom you're tube, right yeah. you're and right with, it's a good with name an, with an actual boom sound this time yes so, uh yeah. thank, yes thank i was God very happy with that boom tube, tube <laughs> yep. noise 
And I'm, just I'm, some scenes I'm so glad he he drew out were like the the scene right there when they start fighting. Um, when the mother box wakes up and Steppenwolf mm-hmm. first comes down there, I'm glad like that that scene was more elaborate. So you got to see more fighting, and then you all, the the scene when um she was talking to Batman about what happened way back in the day with all the first heroes. That scene, I wanted to see like a good five, maybe even ten minutes of just that battle. I think. I mean, that could have been a whole movie by itself, that whole story right there. So I'm yeah, glad this, he went into depth and showed a little bit more of that fight scene. Because the first one, it was just like, okay, you get a flash of this dude, you get a flash of this dude, lantern right here, boom, scene was over with. Yeah, and then yeah. You, that's the first time you see a lantern, a green yeah. lantern. Just yeah, get but he got to do a little bit this time. Absolutely handed to him. Yeah. You know, yeah. one of the things I really liked about uh, what they did with Batman too, in the original or the first one that should just go away forever. Uh, oh, he, he had a gun that ran out, and then he just kind of stood there and watched the whole fight. Mm-hmm. This, he was in the fight. They played up an expendable angle where he was ready to die for them. Uh, like, he got him together, and I'm ready to die. And they came back. And one of the things, there's three things in this that, like, made me jump or made me tear up a little bit. Um, now, Age of Ultron did that whole, like, slow-mo, all of them in a row, uh, the Avengers in a row. And it was like, oh, that's cool. What they did with the Justice League when when they slowed down and like they're all next to the Batmobile and like kind of going to fight, that brought like a little bit of a tear to my eye because I really enjoyed that. Uh, at the end, when he writes for Autumn, his daughter, Snagsire's daughter, definitely brought a tear to the yeah. eye. Yeah, and Omega Beams made me jump with uh, joy. I like seeing the Omega Beams. Yeah. That was even it's just once, and I was just like, cool, tick mark. Yep. Done, done right, yeah, yeah. Um, so we follow Steppenwolf uh, quite a bit. I think he gets that mother box immediately at Themyscira. There's a long, drawn-out action scene between him and the Amazons. Mm-hmm. And then we go yep. to see him in Russia. He establishes his bases. No, no, then, not in Russia. No? It's not in Russia. No. It's, it's not in Russia. Russia it's on Stryker's Island this time, which makes more yep. sense because it's oh, closer yes. to like New York. It's closer to mm-hmm. all these people. So it, it doesn't... It, before, it's like, wh- why is it in Russia? Like That doesn't make any sense. But also, to touch on Batman, in the Justice League movie, Batman was just kind of a punk that threw out uh, jokes occasionally. In this yep. movie, he is a, a father figure. A like uh, He's the guy getting people together. And they also cut out that dumb scene from the original Justice League where Batman was giving Wonder Woman a hard time about grieving over a loss. If there's one character in the world that should yeah. never give you a hard <laughs> yep. time about grieving over loss, it's effing Batman. That dude has never got over anything ever. So uh, right. yeah, just yeah, be- way better Batman depiction, way better everything. And Themyscira, like that, that scene actually made sense once again because it, the first one, it's a it's a boom tube where Steppenwolf goes in and he can portal in and out. Why would they just fight him? Because they could portal in and out. That doesn't make sense. Whereas in this one, it's very clear that what they're doing is just stalling him. They're stalling him as long as it takes. They crush the mountainside to stall him further and not just lock him into a room that he can portal out of. That never made any sense to me. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Then but, they dropped that no. into the, the river. Like they didn't just yeah. close that in. They had collapsed it like the cold thing. Yeah. All that. Right. It's awesome. Awesome. Now they they really highlight the um, unstoppable nature of Steppenwolf. He's jumping everywhere. He's got this like World of Warcraft style lightning axe. It's pretty sweet. And yeah. and once again, character development. They actually give him a reason for wanting the mother boxes. They give him an arc. Like he he needs to get back in because he's losing his love. Like his his, his dad pretty much. And also mm-hmm. he looks way cooler. 
like yeah. way cooler. Yeah, so I, I just <laughs> I I wish they would have taken the armor off of him a little bit more. The armor was a little bit much, and when they took it off of him, like he looked really cool. Like his skin and the and like the bone horns looked really cool, and mm-hmm. the armor like sort of moving all the time was sort of a lot, especially with the almost bad CGI on that on some of that stuff. Now. They only had about nine months from the confirmation of this movie's production to release to do that. They had Weta Digital. They had like three or four different animation studios working on the digital effects for this. Did you guys have any particular thoughts or any scenes that stuck out at you as like strikingly good effects or notoriously kind of like they had a time crunch effect? Yeah, any time that a cape moved or hair was underwater looked like it was on the Xbox 360. It all looked <laughs> so bad. Yeah, there, there yeah was that like, was mine too. Yeah, the, the, the one like the fight scene at Themyscira, although very, very cool and like storyboarded out very well, I will say that it got pretty choppy, got a little green screeny, and yeah. uh, it, it didn't look great there. Um, but throughout the movie, though, and I'll say it still was just better than the other Justice League fights. Yeah. So, uh, moving forward, we get a little bit of stuff from Star's lab where a j- poor janitor, Howard the janitor, is killed by a parademon. Uh, we see the Amazons reacting to this attack and lighting a signal fire in Greece. And then we see Diana doing some, uh, I don't want to say tomb raiding because she's not stealing anything, but you know, she finds the exposition chamber under the Acropolis, um, that, which are, I think is an entirely added scene. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was really weird because she jumped down that thing and I wouldn't have noticed, but I said, man, she would have broken those heels because they made it a point to make that high heel hitting the ground noise. And I was like, like, why would you do that? (laughs) Uh, But in all fairness, though, her outfits were on point this entire time. Oh, my God. She looked amazing. She looks great. And not a white dress. They oh. used that, to the waitress, yes. That the <laughs> aspect ratio with her, especially like every shot of her was framed. Like when she's cleaning off that statue and <laughs> she's white, wearing that white dress, lace like, up that was sides. One of the coolest, like, hey. scenes I've ever seen in a movie. One, one thing about Wonder Woman, too, like her character in it, um, you know, you get a lot of powerful women and, you know, I love the fact that they're doing that more and more, especially in superhero movies, but like a lot of time it will be hit over the head a lot. She mm-hmm. was super powerful, inspiring, inspiring in the movie to younger and uh, female viewers, you can tell, and, and other actors in it. And it never felt like it was slamming you over the head with it. It was just, it was Wonder Woman on screen. She is what she is, a badass woman uh, and a superhero that can uh, hold up to all of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, yeah and, that, sure. that scene, and that scene made made more sense also like this is how she knows what the mother boxes are this is how she knows how that story came about to begin with which is great <laughs> also Dylan you skipped over uh, you text me not many things I asked you to text me often when you're watching this but the only thing that you text me about was that uh, that long Icelandic song uh, well, what was it? The, 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 15, the 15 minute I need to smell Aquaman's sweater song. It's it's like a it's like a YouTube fan song that they're singing for Aquaman as he walks into the ocean. Well, it's, I mean, 
you want to talk that he's the best looking one in this movie. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, like dude, by that, a lot. <laughs> no, that's that shot know, when he's on top of though too. No, dude, exactly. when he's on top of that boat and like his his mo- his like first main reveal, he yeah. is on fire. That's um, it. Yeah, I also <laughs> want to smell his sweater. So Zach, I didn't text you about the song <laughs> they were singing for Aquaman. I texted you the caption it s- puts up whenever Wonder Woman's theme plays, which is oh. ancient lamentations music playing. I counted. <laughs> I counted, I counted 10 times in this movie it showed up and it probably showed up more, but I was for sure. I caught 10 of those things on screen. Well, keep in mind that her theme song is the best theme song of any, of any superhero and shout out to junkie XL and Hans Zimmer for making this soundtrack. This thing is so much better. The sounding and, and the, 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 uh, uh, what, what's it called? The score, the score, score of this movie is so much better than the last one. Junkie mm-hmm. XL is phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Um, so meanwhile, in Iceland, we talked about the boat rescue scene. We get a little bit of uh, Aquaman's backstory where he meets up with Willem Dafoe, and they talk about, you know, kingdom stuff that's covered in Aquaman, which came out after mm-hmm. the theatrical cut of this movie. So chronologically, this movie takes place before the Aquaman film, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we see him have a five-pronged trident, which is not what trident means, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> uh, and then we cut to Steppenwolf, and he's calling his dad's office, and he gets a secretary. Um, what's his name? De, de what? De, uh, yeah, Desaad. Desaad. Yeah. And this is the first in a few scenes where we get, which really expands Steppenwolf's role in the story, where it's pretty clear that he made a mistake a long time ago. He's still getting punished for it, and this is his redemption. Yep. Yeah, um, there, like fifty thousand or like Earth, like uh, Moon Earth, fifty thousand worlds or something, cycles yeah. or something. Yeah, fifty thousand yeah. worlds. It's a lot. That's yeah, a he lot. was he he pissed off people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> out, dark Dark Side's a pretty harsh guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and we learn that in the next scene when Diana gives Batman the uh, expository fill in. Uh, that's when we get, I think, the big like prehistoric war scene where we see the old gods, mm-hmm. man, Atlanteans, and Amazons fighting off Doomsday's initial inv- invasion. Anybody have any thoughts on this as like an expanded backstory for the movie? I thought well, it was great. Yeah, yeah, it, it was it was cool. It was way longer. Uh, but the the thing for me that stuck the most was in the older uh, Justice League movie. This was Steppenwolf scene where he came and he was the one trying to do some some BS there. And in this, it was Darkseid. Although I I will say to the detriment of the film, having Darkseid get beat and then get like taken off the ship and then i guess just forgot that's where the anti-life equation was like <laughs> yeah. just for, forgot that this was the only planet ever to beat him uh that yeah. was that was my only that was one of my main gripes with the movie uh but that that battle scene uh a awesome uh because shout out to that that green lantern uh i forget his name like he's like the original green lantern uh i mean obviously he does die um but yeah. but here question though, Michael Colby, you are yeah. a Green Lantern fan. Isn't there yes. always a Green Lantern in like the sector? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's always a Green Lantern. It also like it was really stupid how he got his hand chopped off, and then he got killed, and then the ring like flew up to Darkseid. There is no possible way that that ring would be attracted to Darkseid. It would have gotten as far away from that guy as possible. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, also, that was a dead Kilowog. Was that right? Er- earlier the on, Kilowog, the Kilowog. Yeah, that was Kilowog. Later, I yeah, was oh, later. not oh, happy yeah. about seeing a dead Kilowog. 
I know. It's like I was like, oh, Kilowog. Oh, dang. Oh. Yeah, no, he was. It, he didn't even breathe in that thing. Yeah, and those that... were the only two times you saw a Green Lantern, and I was like, uh, like why? Sh why show a Green Lantern if all you're gonna do is show two dead Green Lanterns? This this yeah, movie yeah. is a garden for franchise seeds. There's yeah, just true. franchise hints everywhere in here yeah well i don't want to i don't want to hint in my four hour long justice league movie <laughs> he's one of the main five it's like batman superman wonder woman green lantern like he's the next one right uh but in that fight in that fight it was cool seeing zeus uh charge up his hadouken though i was uh i was very happy to see that a couple times i was gonna you ask was guy... that supposed to be zeus or was that supposed yeah. to be aries no, that's no just, Aries had the cool hat and the same mustache. Was supposed to be what's his face? That was that, that was him. Okay, with the hat. Okay, I didn't know. I was really <laughs> trying to figure that out. I was like, yeah, Johnny. Even Johnny, what what did you think of man's decision to bury their mother box just like in the dirt somewhere? <laughs> 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 it was like two feet deep, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that is funny because one box is in a hidden island that man yeah. cannot see. One box yeah. is in an underwater world that man does not yeah. know about. Yeah. And the other box is either one foot in the ground or <laughs> in a closet. In Cyborg's closet. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah, the one that they really, found they the really go into Too much yeah. like, uh, detail and trying to hide that box very much. Like you think, and it sounds just like uh, the like man would be too like you know what we're just gonna bury this thing just a little shallow in case we might need it you know that's, that's what i took from it they're like okay here vault 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 here's man when i watched it when yeah. i watched it with my son i said that i was like <laughs> one of like a temple around both the other ones and then man's just like yeah good enough yeah, well, yeah that's that's like, they're good enough that's like the yeah, very first red troll around here every day. Well, it'll be, be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah, they didn't even yeah. bury it as deep as like a mobster would bury like a murder victim. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's a dead, like a dead dog or something. <laughs> this is yeah. deep as a box could get dirt on it. It was like, <laughs> yeah, um, it's like it's like the world's first rednecks. They just like put like a cooler, just dug it into the ground. Like yeah, that's fine right there. Just throw some horseshoes on it. Here yeah. at a beach party, but um, nice so in there. then we get some we'll parallel. <laughs> we get some parallel backstories then between the Flash and Cyborg, where we get Flash's intro scene and then Cyborg's really extended backstory scene, where it outlines like the complicated relationship he's got with his dad, even before his dad res was responsible for him becoming a monstrous fusion of man and machine. Um, which I think is probably the best move they could have made in this movie to actually make those characters worth including. Yeah, absolutely. Also, the flash like ripping out of his shoes was just like such an ah moment. That was so I, I don't know why he didn't rip out of his pants, but uh it, it, it not that <laughs> I want it, not that I want that, but it's just I don't understand. Uh but him <laughs> ripping out of that, but then after that, the way that he was because they they also did a cool thing where they use science with this the speed technology. Whereas most times, like Quicksilver's just moving stuff around or whatever, but he knew that he was holding so much force that he had to be gentle with the way he was doing things. So with Iris, he was like gently kind of twisting her using her own momentum. And I thought that was actually a really cool part. And yeah, making Cyborg have an actual story and have actual any feelings whatsoever was one of the best moves this movie made too. Yeah. I think when he was saving that one girl from the car crash, and uh, he just decided to like pull a hot dog out of the air too. Just like, oh yeah, save that it for later too. It oh yeah, back to the grill now. 
Back to the girl now. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was surprised. Oh, go for it, Mick. No, sorry. I was just going to say, I think that also adds to like how fast he can think. Like he's right. thinking ahead. Like I got to go back to the dogs. Mm-hmm. So here you go. And like yeah. he, ha- he he thought of his whole story before. Yeah, and I, and I thought it was a cool. It was a cool feeling that Iris, as though she's like about to die, he's like you know Barry's taking his time, and he has like all the time, and it is literally her last second on the planet, and he's taking right. his full time. <laughs> To just like uh, appreciate her, make sure that she's safe. Uh, also, take care of dogs too. So, uh, yeah. yeah, very very cool scene. I was I was very surprised to see that throughout the movie, most of the Flash's quips were Snyder. I had expected most of that humor to come from Whedon, but like when the Flash is being goofy, that is in this cut, which I was surprised by. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but they but they did a cool thing by having Batman not be funny or quippy, and yes. having other, you know, I mean, Aquaman gets his moments, obviously, he's badass, but uh, they, they took a lot of the stupid humor out of the normal stuff, which made the Flash's humor more poignant and more character-driven. Now, mm-hmm. then, moving forward, the rest of the, most of this part of the movie is a lot of character-establishing shots. Alfred and Diana talking tea, Diana meeting Cyborg, and we see that Cyborg is helping people by doing, like, the ATM thing, Flash talking to his prisoner dad, uh, Batman meeting the Flash um, with some very gratuitous shots of the brand of car that Batman <laughs> is a uh, huge fan of. Michael, do you want to get into your uh, little product this, placement bit? Yeah, it, it was just it was so ridiculous from like the first shot of the, of Batman like being a close up of his Gillette razor to <laughs> like that car stuff. You know, he put Flash in the car and then they park. And then you see a slow pan across the front of the hood with the Mercedes logo right there before they before they get out of the car and they show the steering. It looks like a car commercial. It's like I, I, I get say. it. You needed money to you needed a bunch of money to do this thing. I get it, but like wow. I, I get not- that, but because we got what we got, I'm okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> now John- keep it. Oh, sorry. oh, I was just going to say, it was kind of like that scene off of Wayne's World when they were talking about all the gratuitous uh. adding. <laughs> <laughs> and he's sitting there with all the Pepsi stuff on, holding the Pizza Hut. And all, yeah, but that's obvious. Anyway. Uh, oh, this I, is I, giving I, me a headache. Oh, here, try some of this. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I will like, say, it's though. It's really sad. It's just really sad. What? <laughs> one of the one of the one of the coolest things that I that I found on the multiple viewings was yeah when when Batman and the Flash get into that car that gorgeous car and then it drives up the off ramp if you actually like look away from the car the cool thing is there's a banner for the AFS uh, AFSP.org website which is the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention so if, if you actually look outside of where those gratuitous things are there are beautiful things in the background that was put in there which I thought was very very cool and unfortunately I didn't see it until the multiple version because the first time I was like that car is crazy looking like oh, that's a, that's a oh, hey, like, look at that thing on the off cars we're talking about the car is anybody else with me that this was like the worst looking Batmobile they have ever seen? <laughs> yes. Is it just well, me? Well, uh, yes and no. The Batmobile itself was actually pretty stupid until the end when you saw the War Machine Batmobile, which you get like three seconds of it. And that mm-hmm. thing is amazing. But the yeah. actual Batmobile is pretty stupid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not a like- huge fan of the Batmobile in the uh, the Christian Bale movies. No. It's the better Batmobile. than that one, though. It is. It I, is very better. Than, it is really I will say. I don't Tumblr, think so. The one you're talking about? My favorite Batman. That's the best one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yep, that's the one right there, buddy. That's this the is one. the type of Batmobile you have like when you're like early in your career as Batman. The one right. that 20 years, 25 years later, Ben Affleck's the one he has in Justice League. I kind of get it. Like he's no more flash. He's just like, I need just practical. Yeah, I need power. Right. Yeah. Um, I would rather see him riding a horse like in uh, the Dark Knight rides again or whatever. Sure. <laughs> Down for that. That was pretty bad. That was actually pretty badass. I would have loved to see that. Because that yeah. costume is total Dark Knight costume, yep. which is yep. like unquestionably the best Batman costume. Yep. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so we get a little bit more backstory, but then we also see Cyborg's father interacting with people at Star's lab. He gets kidnapped. And then we see the team, the Justice League, talk to Commissioner Gordon, J.K. Simmons, which I didn't remember he was going to be in this, but I enjoyed that. He's cut really with, good in this, too. He's yeah. very good. Yeah. But it's yeah. also cut with Steppenwolf attacking Atlantis and Atlanteans and getting that mother box. Did yeah. anyone... I don't remember Amber Heard's accent from Aquaman. Well, it, it was she had an English accent, like a, like an American accent in the old Justice League. In this one, she had oh. a British accent, which is very yeah. interesting because hmm. this movie does a better job of setting up Aquaman, which it obviously came out after the this uh, original Justice League. Um, so they they gave it more of a, of a story that makes sense, which is why you see Falco earlier, uh, you know, uh, uh, William Defoe or DeFriend's mm-hmm. character. Um, but uh, also. <laughs> Uh, but I will say the weirdest thing that was in this movie was the dolphin talk. Like when, uh, when, when Atlanteans aren't in an air bubble, they speak dolphin, which I thought was really weird. Uh, I like it. I like it. as just a world choice. Yeah. It may like, it makes sense to to do something like that because they wouldn't be able to speak words. I also thought it was cool that they showed us, why the mother boxes are encased in the things that they're encased in. Cause when you watch the other justice league, you're like, why does it, I guess it's, uh, it's a fish thing. That's why it's in Atlantis. Yeah. But in this one, they actually show you why they all look like that, which I thought was pretty cool too. So um, we get, you know, Steppenwolf calls dark side again and is like, I'm going to rip it from their corpses, something like that. Uh, and then this all leads up to that big set piece in the sewers uh, between the full, almost the full league and Steppenwolf, um, which everybody has a little bit of stuff to do. Everybody serves their part. Um, Snyder very much, he clearly enjoys planning out these flash action scenes, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's still not as good as the one in in uh, Days of Future Past. That is the litmus test that all of these speedster <laughs> scenes get compared to, and for good yeah. reason, I think. Um, um, I the, do. The, to, I do actually need to jump off because uh, I did promise the wife a special night. If I could make one point before I leave, just to hear what you guys think, go for it. Uh, one thing I really loved about the scene that we're at now is at this point we've seen so many powerful beings go up against Steppenwolf, and as much as they, you know, he took them out because he's so powerful, but at least they had a fighting chance, and I think that really amped up uh, Superman later when the entire Justice League goes after him. And they can't move him. Yeah. You know, it shows how powerful. And then to me, that added to the fact that they're like, no wonder Darkseid's not coming. He is terrified of Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, no Landons, so no Kryptonian. Yeah. I, I love that they did that in this and really played up the character well. 
So yeah, which, uh, Mick- which makes actually to, to that point, it makes a better character choice for Superman because the Justice League and the other one was looking for a leader, whereas in this one, they just need the only thing that can beat Steppenwolf. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. very, very good, good. Good point, Mick. So, Thanks. Mick, before you take off, tell us who you are and what you do. Oh, well, thank you, guys. Uh, of course, I'm Mick Manhattan. Oh, I say, of course, like everybody knows. Uh, I'm an idiot. Um, I am Mick Manhattan. I'm the scene snob. Uh, run the scene snobs.com, which I am very happy to say all these wonderful people and the real boys are on uh, every Monday night at eight o'clock. Love having you guys. Your points are amazing. I loved your quiet place conversation. That was a lot of fun. So everybody go check that out. Um, but yeah, you can you can find all our shows on the scene snobs.com. Right on. Thanks for stopping by, Mick. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mick. Have a good rest of your night. So Um, going back to uh, Cyborg's thing, uh, it it is funny that Snyder does a very good job of having powerful women, but I think that throughout his movies, he also does a really weird job of having just bad dad deaths. Uh, And this is another just bad dad death. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't understand it. Why did he kill himself? Um, they said he that he was, he, so, he was trying to heat up the box or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah, he marked it with his like DNA or something. Yeah, um, the, no. he shot a he shot a laser at it, and that superheated it because early on they reference that the mother boxes can mm-hmm. be heated up super hot. Right. So what they do, he fires a laser at it, which melts him, which I thought was actually pretty brutal in yeah. front of his son. But right. um, then later on, it's like he made it the hottest thing on earth. Use your thermal satellite to find it. It's a little clumsy. And it's a little contrived, but in a comic book movie, it makes sense as the solution they use to like get it all figured out. Yeah. Okay, I have a quick question. Could he have not hit said button um on the other <laughs> side of the door? Simple <laughs> 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 I don't know. That, no, well, yeah, that, I mean, that was no, that was, was the glass, scene. He was like he was trying he was trying to get out, and then Stephen Wolf was coming and he wanted to make sure that he he was able to shoot the laser. So uh they, they do kind of show that in the movie, but I just thought it was funny that that Zack Snyder does not really know how to write a good dad death because yeah. the man of steel, <laughs> that dad death is one of the worst dad deaths in movie. Oh, that history. one's really bad. That is the the worst dad death ever oh, and this one so is it this one although has a point whereas the man of steel did not have a point this one has a point still bad dad death yeah <laughs> i just don't um, like all these sacrificial deaths man like all this like i'm gonna be a martyr thing i'm just i'm over it like if you do it <laughs> if you do it it needs to be really really good like no just like i'm gonna heat up a box and therefore sacrifice yep. myself yeah. which i could have yeah. done on the other side don't- of this and live. Yeah, don't just drop like, the axe. It's a, yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's a writer's shortcut for drama and like sadness. And it doesn't yeah, always I mean, work out. He yeah. could have jumped in front of something that Stefan Wolf shot. I'd have rather saw that if they were gonna do that right there, but just like and then and then for the for the laser, it didn't seem like it it must have been very hot because it didn't bother him. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, well, going go back to that cyborg internet scene, did anyone have did anyone have uh, any comments on the the Linda Reed character, the the one that Cyborg gives more money to while watching her through like the worst moments of her life in like a bad Big Brother scenario? Did anyone like? I felt that that was probably the most ham fisted like yeah, uh, a set that was in the like the slow motion get, uh, Lois getting coffee, uh, the the smelling Aquaman's yeah. uh, sweater. I- I'll take all that, but. Uh, uh, that that scene of watching her fail and fail and fail and fail, I'm like, oh, come, come on, I, I Zach, get it. Zack Snyder is very clearly a fan of yeah, Save the Cat. That's true. Yep. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so moving forward, we get uh, Steppenwolf has a vision about the anti-life equation, talks to Desad and uses the pronoun game a lot to um, explain it. We get a little bit of Justice League strategizing. Uh, 
Martha visits Lois <laughs> in a very clear franchise establishing scene. Um, <laughs> Martha Manhunter. I'm going to repeat that just because I'm kind of proud of it. Um, <laughs> and then we get the extended sequence of resurrecting Superman from digging him up through his immersion from the liquid. Thoughts? Why? Why did they have the Flash and Cyborg dig up his body with shovels? We have Wonder <laughs> Woman. We have like they we have all that. these superpowered. They make, they make a comment so, about it. Yeah, it's so yeah. stupid. It doesn't matter. It's still stupid. <laughs> yeah, it is. Especially more stupid after they talk about it, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah we could, but." <laughs> The writers yeah. told us we'll do it slow, so we're gonna yeah. do it slow. <laughs> we're <laughs> time, yeah, except just... when we're not. It's like, yeah, it's, and that, it's because it's Superman they want to go slow. You would think because it's Superman, you want to get him the hell out of there as fast as possible. And yeah, the, the, yeah, exactly. The invasion even, coming. <laughs> yeah, even right. like, even like even from a writer point of view, you don't learn anything in that scene. There's no reason to have that scene slowed down or even remorseful. Like what what's the point like he, he's not even a human why are we burying him whatever <laughs> right i had yeah. a question does does earth bacteria work to decompose a kryptonian body and clearly the answer no is no way no, um, no, no way, way. <laughs> he was still beautiful oh, even yeah, though he's, he's a tender under the ground so the sun's not hitting him at all love the yeah. black suit though man i don't know if anybody the said suit, anything about that yeah the black, black suit well, is man was yeah okay so no We'll get I to agree. the black suit. Sorry, sorry, okay. sorry. All right. Well, that's fine. There'll be plenty of discussion on that. But we got <laughs> we get the doomsday vision of dark. Sorry, the dark side vision because I know doomsday is different. We get the vision of dark side killing everybody and taking over the world. We get a really clumsy line from the computer saying the future has taken root in the present, which is really melodramatic for a computer to say, in my opinion. And then we get Superman coming back without. A memory. It's the same thing that happened in the theatrical cut, where he wakes up and he attacks people because he thinks they're a threat, and then Lois right. Lane knocks him out of it. Um, thoughts on keeping this one in, or at least having this be the original sequence? So, in the original sequence, uh, Zach, he comes. He comes back. Oh, sorry. Hold that thought. We've got a new guest. Oh. Um, oh. Yes, here, man of the hour, the one to come in and give us some uh, changing information at the beginning of the third act. This is Tim from the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. How's it going, Tim? I think you may have you you may have oversold me, but yeah. Hey, how's it going, guys? Never. (laughs) (laughs) So, Tim, we are just discussing uh, obviously Snyder Cut of the Justice League. You want to give us your uh, first impression thoughts before you join us in a little deeper conversation? Sure. Uh, Okay. So, first impression thoughts. Um, I was skeptic going into it. I was nervous going into it uh, because of the. Uh, abomination that was set before us in 2017. Uh, I tried to make a lot of excuses for the 2017 version of the movie. It was uh, two different directors and two different visions and and, and all these different things. Um, but now I um, I really understand how bad Josh Whedon sucked. Uh, anyway, uh, that's my that's my purely unabashed viewpoint. Uh, frankly, I thought the movie was really very good. I love the the added character depth. Um, to people, uh, uh, it's like Victor, uh, being cyborg. Yeah. I, 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 I always thought cyborg was awesome, uh, in Teen Titans and everything else. And the fact that they brought him in and just kind of, you know, dismissed him. him. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of brought him in and just kind of paraded him around and, and walked him through. And it was like, all right, that was cyborg. Hope everybody liked him. And he's, he's, he's done now. Um, <laughs> But he had his role had so much more impact 
on this movie now. And I thought that that yep. was amazing. Um, wow. I'm still not a fan of uh, Ezra Miller as the flash. Um, really don't like the way that they make that dude run. Um, yeah. Yeah. Floppy I'm, arms. The I'm floppy arms. Just, the, yeah. the hands just kind of, I'm right there know. with you. I don't like, yeah, it looks like, he, yeah. It looks like, yeah, it looks like he's swimming through it. However, <laughs> I do like the fact that they, again, they built backstory for him. Um, and they it got me to the point where, okay, so I don't like Ezra Miller, but I don't hate him like I used to. Mm -hmm. So yeah. the, when, when, when Justice League came out in 2017, I like almost rage quit the theater because I was just like, I could not stand what they did to the Flash. Yeah. Brunch. What's brunch? Um, yeah, I'm like, eh, would you look at yeah. the time? We got a thing to go catch. <laughs> um, but um, I love the movie. I thought it was really well done. I, I think that everything that they that they worked on, the, the little corners of things, really made an impact to the show, except for one thing. Go and for I, it. Jared Leto should not be let anywhere near Joker makeup ever again. He's horrible. Thank you. I cannot stand him. I didn't like him in Suicide Squad. I, I'm sorry, Pimp Joker was awful. Um, <laughs> and then, and and then to have him be brought into this, and I was like, okay, well, you know, Zack Snyder's kind of married to it because he's going to be, you know, okay, so he's working with it, you know, maybe with a little Snyder magic, I'll, it'll be palatable. And oh god, he's awful. He's he's trying so hard. He's trying so hard to do that thing that Heath Ledger did, <laughs> like yep. very naturally, yeah. and you can tell that he's just trying to do that, and he oh, never really? quite succeeds. Well, no. if you think about it, like he he did, he did a take of the Joker. People absolutely bashed it. So when they yep. get another chance, and when you do a Justice League movie where you span the course of decades. You have to have a scene where Batman talks to the Joker. You have to. You, you have right. to if you're, if you're setting up a universe. So you have to use this Joker. So what happened was the internet bullied Jared Leto into taking his old Joker, blending it with Joaquin Phoenix, and blending it with Heath Ledger to make a crazy new Joker, which uh, is, is terrible. At, it's fine at best. <laughs> at best. It's, it's fine, fine at fine. best. Yeah, I think... It, I think it, it, the way it, it is, is it's good. fucking terrible. It's better it than the Suicide good. Squad one. So, <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, um, a, step, that. it's a step up. It's I, a step up. It, it's sad that it's a step up. Um, yeah, but it's not enough of a step that I want to go. Yeah, I'd like to see him in that role again. Yeah. Fair. Uh, I, although I would watch a show that is based in that nightmare universe where it's uh, Deathstroke, Batman, the Joker, and uh, who, who else? I, Mira. Huh? Um. Mira. Oh, Mira. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, that's Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, and Cyborg. Yeah. Do totally down really, with that. I was hoping they were going to like just give them just a little scene to like, you know, show the Joker. Maybe that would have been the only way he could have maybe redeemed that really bad scene that he gave us is right. like, <laughs> like somebody dropped it right when they cut the scene off, giving another three minutes of them like just going through some just, you know, normal cronies or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to say that. And I, I, the the other problem I still have, it's not as major of a problem with it like I had with Leto. The other problem that I have with this movie is the same problem I had with the original version of the movie, and Batman versus Superman. Jesse Eisenberg thinks he's playing the Joker. 
Um, it's he's a really playing, bad... he's playing Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> oh, God. it's a, whole, it's a really, yeah, really bad version of, of Luthor. Um, yes, it is. And I was hoping that instead of getting the eccentric Mark, that God, that's an apropos <laughs> uh, description. Uh, <laughs> it really is. Um, I hadn't thought about that before. That's really kind of just right there now. Um, but yeah. <laughs> You know, he he really, I think he got lost in his his own character and tried to, you know, blend a couple other things in. And, and instead of playing, you know, the 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 wealthy, maniacal person that we're used to seeing Lex Luthor being, you know, the mastermind, you know, here's this kid who's afraid of his own shadow, but sets up bombs to blow people up. And it was just like, yeah, that's not really who Luthor is. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the blowing up people with bombs part was, but, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. getting getting back into the storyline, uh, so Superman's back at this point, and he is beating the tar out of the Justice League. And then, yes, yes Lois shows up, they fly off, bad timing, Steppenwolf shows up and takes the mother box. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty much like, whoop, boom. Yeah, we left the yep. mother box. Like, oh, we forgot the mother box. Well, Diana where's even the... asks, wait, where is it? Where's, like, the, Mar- on, where's, the, where's the Martha box? Right, the Martha Box. <laughs> Why'd you say that name? Uh, but I will say, it... <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that scene. <laughs> yeah, uh, but they they did take out the uh, the the there will be blood uh, or you uh, do you bleed? They took that part out, and also the, the the cool thing is that fight in the old Justice League movie. They had they had Lois Lane, uh, I guess, sitting in yep. a car waiting yep. for Batman to call her out, and in this movie, they make her an autonomous human being who, mm-hmm. who runs up because of the fight. And that's what slows it down. I thought that was a very, yeah. very cool thing too. Yeah. It's no longer bringing the big guns. They cut yeah. that line entirely, which was great. Awful. I, um, I, I like the fact that they cut out the line as well. Uh, you won't let me live. You won't let me die. Yeah. That was an awful line uh, as well. Yeah. Uh, I think that he accomplished as much in that scene by not saying anything. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, you know, it's terrifying. I, yeah, there was more accomplished in that scene because I kept waiting for him to say something, and, and you know, but he said it with his fists and his really red eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get, the, get that man some visine. <laughs> so, whooping ass. <laughs> and then, um, and then moving forward, we get a big setup for the final third act action set piece. We get Kent farm with the uh, reunion of the Kents and Lois Lane. We get the justice league strategizing in the bat cave. We get Steppenwolf uh, forming the unity and then Superman getting the black suit and all of the justice league having their plan and launching it mm-hmm. appropriate, appropriate lead up. Yeah, so the thing about this, I, I really like they show the Justice League planning, which they never did in the first movie. The, in two separate times, they show the Justice League planning on how to defeat uh, a god. Uh, before, it's like, yeah. let's just go do some stuff. Who cares? Now they're planning. They're <laughs> actually learning. Uh, now, about the black suit, though. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the black suit su- uh, Superman. But my problem is, is that as he's walking down, which either was the Fortress of Solitude or his alien spaceship, I'm not really sure where he was at that time, but as he's walking down there, you see like you know all of his old things. But the black suit, what what that does is the reason he wears that in the comics is because that suit absorbs more radiation, and that suit is a healing suit. It's a Kryptonian healing suit. So it, there's a point 
why he wears it in the in the comic. In this, it just kind of seems like he wears it because it's kind of dope looking. Which yeah. I'm about it. It, yeah. it is cool looking. But yeah. if, if you're if you're coming back to be a symbol of hope, <laughs> why choose the black one? Why not choose the one that has the 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 river of hope on the chest? So I, I, I like the black suit. It just it seems more fan service than actually in, like a point. We in the oh, comics. Right. In the comics, though, the black suit doesn't have a cape, if I'm correct, and it would have been much better You're that right. way if if yes. we would have taken that crappy had... CGI cape off of it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I believe yeah, he yeah. had long hair as well. Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. Um, and we get the obligatory superhero Jesus pose. Every, oh, every superhero was... movie has the T pose to assert their dominance. That was blatant. Yeah. <laughs> so, and they, so they hinted at the fact that that the suit could heal him when he flew out into orbit and looked directly at the sun, and Fun, just, yeah. you know, and then and then Jesus posed it. Um, that was yeah. the hinting that you know the illusion that the suit uh, was going to heal him. I don't know. I mean, he did that in Man of Steel with the red suit. Uh, yep. Superman almost always does that at yes. some point. He has to pull like the it, the, the the bat wing thing, but instead of the moon, it's got to be in front of the sun. Uh, and, you know, he's he's always got to do that. I just felt that like it, it was this this is where you this is where you see that Zack Snyder loves Superman. Like oh, the the time the time that he spends on Superman and and his walking and his beautiful friggin' body and everything about <laughs> superman he adores this doesn't fully understand this man but adores this man and i think the black suit just kind of shows like i just want to see him in this friggin' black suit so the frat boys and the vapors they friggin' love this friggin' black suit you know uh because because ultimately ultimately zach snyder is just he's he's a mega frat boy and that's it. he's like oh superheroes kill and batman kills and, and they also have uh. sex and they have you know and they're and they're, and they're sexy men uh but oh, i wish I wish we would have seen Wonder Woman and Aquaman have sex in this movie. That would have put it over they, the top for me. They were definitely hinting at Wonder Woman and Batman, though. There's that awkward yeah, yeah, hand-holding right. scene early on. Like, yeah, yeah. But, which but is Aquaman, kind of a classic pairing. Aquaman yeah. and Wonder Woman seem to be together a lot and like very close. And all I could think of when the two of those are on screen is, man, I wish both of these people were naked right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? So we're just gonna we're just gonna jump over the the fact that Wonder Woman uh Wonder Woman is running through the whole team, right? We're just not gonna okay, that's fine. Go ahead. Go ahead. She can do whatever she wants. Yeah, she can. Hey, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm just yeah, saying yeah, there's yeah. at least three. There's at least three, right? That's well, not Ezra. She wouldn't give him a time of day. He, he no. would like them. Gal Gadot or should do whatever she. she wants. I'm just saying. That's true. Yeah, I'm Except with her. act yeah. very well. Hey. hey. <laughs> oh, they're not asking her to act in this thing, which is perfect for her. She is a great Wonder Woman. She's a great no. Wonder Woman. Yep. So I thought that one of the things I actually liked about this movie, speaking of Gal Gadot and Wonder Woman, mm -hmm. is the fact that, okay, so if you compare the, the original Wonder Woman movie, which is phenomenal, in my opinion, I love that movie, and I thought that Gal Gadot was actually very good in that movie. Thank you very much. Okay. And uh, <laughs> But I did like the fact that... So in that movie, here she is. She's kind of a badass in the, in the Wonder Woman movie. Now, in the 2017 version of the movie, she's an afterthought. She, you know, she barely takes out the bank robbers uh, in, in that in that scene, or they're not, they weren't really robbers. They were just there to kill people. Mm -hmm. um, right. You know, and she, you know, in the the fight against Steppenwolf, she was useless. In in uh, you know, um, 
bringing Superman back to life originally in 2017. Useless. She just got kind of beat up and, and pushed around, which out of any of those superheroes that were there on that landing, she was the one who had the biggest chance to fight against Superman uh, because of her power set. So uh, I did like the fact that in this movie, that that bank scene where or wherever that was located, I think it was a bank. I'm going to call it a bank. Let's go with bank. Sure. Um, I did the same thing. Yeah, that had that that actually had more substance to it. And you could actually see her being the Wonder Woman that we saw from her original movie. And it wasn't just like an afterthought, like, oh, here, we're going to toss in some Wonder Woman at you and walk away. Right. Uh, it no. wasn't a bank. There's a bunch of kids there. <laughs> I think it was like a museum or something, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was I think it was a museum. museum or something they could have, like they could have yeah. been on tour. You know, on tour, know. maybe. I mean, a beautiful think... bank. This is our vault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, kids, come like check out the upper floor of the bank. That's right. <laughs> that does seem like something that we would do in America. Like, oh, yeah, true. everybody, let's go look at all the money. This is what this is what makes the world go around. This is this what is you got to strive for. Daddy's money. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dill, where are we at? Yeah. So, um, we are leading up to the big fight with Steppenwolf. Uh, Cyborg fixes the plane because it wants to fly, and it's in its nature, and it's also in Cyborg's. Uh, Batman does his uh, acting on faith character arc completion as he's boarding the plane. Uh, Alfred has to avoid getting his shoes wet in the wake of the plane's jets as it flies off. And then we go to Striker Island, where um, everybody's dropped off. Batman starts the plan, and the big, big dumb fight scene, and I use that as a whole term, not as a derogatory term. The big dumb fight scene at the end of this movie kicks off. Mm-hmm. Initial thoughts on how that goes. The uh, I, the thing that drives me crazy is um, this big fight scene where you have Aquaman, who's super powerful, Wonder Woman, who's super powerful, Cyborg, who's super powerful, all three of these fighting against this one guy, and then uh, this, is, this is where Zack Snyder's Superman fetish really, like, hit me over the head when you have wonder woman who in the comics is all but as powerful as superman and then you have aquaman who in the movies is shown to be like super powerful even outside of the water and then cyborg who they spent the entire movie talking about how he's basically a god Mm -hmm. and they still can't touch this guy until superman gets there Right, they're all struggling very mightily with him. Mm-hmm. Well, we have yeah. the initial struggle against the disposable faceless army at the start, which consists mostly of Batman driving around and Aquaman getting <laughs> flown around by parademons. Um, sky surfing. <laughs> He's sky surfing. I didn't like it when, uh, when Cyborg threw Aquaman, and then Aquaman just kind of sky surfs the guy all the way down. Yeah. Through the building oh, yeah. and then onto the street oh, and just walks off like nothing happened <laughs> and then <laughs> almost gets hit by Batman. <laughs> I just did have some cheesy one liners in there though too. Aquaman, Dude, the I'll... my man stuff. Oh, <laughs> like yeah, you said, that's a all good line. It. Yeah, I love all that about line. it. My man. Uh, now, my if, man. If, now, if we're getting to when Superman shows up, I think something yeah. very cool about One Woman's character is that in the old Justice League, One Woman's main shot was it just breaks the axe. And uh, it breaks that in this, the main shot, she cuts his head off, which is awesome. But uh, what does everyone think about Superman's uh, returning words, which uh, in the old one, he says when he gets there, he goes, I prefer truth and justice or whatever. And in this (laughs) one, when he gets there, he's like, 
not impressed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like not impressed impressed way better. better. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Not impressed I, better. I'm always a huge fan of that moment. I think um, I, I always refer to it as like the world of cardboard moment from the original Justice League cartoon where Superman shows up and he is ready to like put his power on display. And there's this in a, in a movie that I don't want to say in a better movie because I, I think that does this a little bit of a disservice, but in a movie where the buildup and tension is a little stronger, that moment would be such a relief to have Superman come in and have no effort expenditure whatsoever. And this movie almost does it. I think this yeah. movie almost does it. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Superman went, he went wild for a second. Like, you just saw him, like, just punching and then using his lasers and punching again. And uh, it, it, what him getting there and then getting that axe cold and then shattering the axe, I was like, oh, this is nothing. This is going to be no problem whatsoever. But then letting Wonder Woman, not letting her, but Wonder Woman taking, like, the, the actual, like, the mm -hmm. act of cutting you know, his head off and then sending it through the portal and then also having dark side step on it, which is really cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but that was, that yeah. was kind of cool. Well, that, this, this was fight gonna, was so much better. Oh, I thought he was going to kiss the ax and not blow on it. I thought he was going to like, I would have been okay with that. That would have been I pretty funny. Like, oh, like that's cute. Like that tickle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a, like a flea or something. And then he just like shattered it. Have Aquaman yell from the backside, my man. <laughs> Real quick, um, before the actual fight with Steppenwolf, the entire world dies. Right. Yes. The entire world gets destroyed and then it's reversed by the Flash. Yep. Yeah. And, and I, I will say that a, a lot of a lot of the, the speedster stuff is, is cool. And I know that it gets compared to the X-Men stuff, but him. That that scene of him grabbing that rubble over top of all those people, I thought it was very cool looking and really well done. Like just getting flashes of his silhouette while he was doing all that rock moving. I thought it was mm -hmm. like, uh, I thought it was really nice looking. I, I was I was I was happy with that. It's way better than him pushing a truck of Russians that make no sense whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, completely yeah, separated exactly. from the rest yes. of the action. That yeah. made no sense for it for a town. I think they even mentioned in the original version of the movie. And I'd have to go back and watch it. So don't quote me on this as being actually part of it or not. <laughs> but I thought that they had mentioned in the original 2017 that 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 was an abandoned town and that nobody was living in it because it was you know, you know toxic waste. And then and then we get to the town. All of a sudden, here's these parents with their children, and the Flash is pushing them across town, and there's Superman lifting up a whole building and flying it through. And I'm like, this is just. <laughs> dumb. <laughs> that was yeah that was the big dumb scene for me in the original so yeah no i feel yeah. you um yeah. so yeah as we said we get a boom tube opening to apocalypse with dark side and desaad and who is the other character granny goodness i was gonna ask that's it yeah that's granny i'm not goodness. familiar so Granny Goodness in, in the comics is in charge of like teaching all of Apocalypse's children. She's the one in charge of like Big Barda and of um, Miracle Man. She is a crazy character, and I was so excited to see her there because, uh, yeah, Granny Goodness is, is an amazing character. So, yeah. Yeah, that I was just cool. wish they would have done something with her hey, <laughs> just instead of just showing her. You got to wait for the sequel, buddy. Next one, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I will watch the sequel if they put that thing out. Even I don't even care if it's four hours, which was I'll like watch my it. big. Yeah, I'll watch. I'll watch the shit out of it. If it's I'll, done like this, I'll watch it. I yeah, absolutely. I don't have a problem with with a long movie. Yeah, I don't have a problem with a long movie if if there's a quality character line attached to it. You know, it, it has to be. 
if they're if they're able to to build up that storyline and, and make it feasible, then yeah, mm-hmm. go for it. Have have a four hour movie. Yeah. You know, I would have liked I would have liked to have split this thing up a little bit more, but no, we had to do the podcast tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, where are we at, Dylan? Yeah. So uh, well, <laughs> I was actually like, yeah, yeah, enough about that. All right, next scene. There's, there's that little scene, little scene where Cyborg talks to the representations of the cubes, and it's very easy for him because at this point he's had characterization and he knows what and who he is. So he, uh, it doesn't really have a whole lot of trouble turning away this, uh, false positive life. He has Uh Steppenwolf dies like a chump, as we mentioned. And then, uh, just like, just like, um, the other major superhero hit X-Men origins Wolverine, we end the movie with a triumphant shot on a nuclear reactor tower. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I forgot about that. That was the other cheesy thing about the movie. I didn't like everybody just kind of like, <laughs> Deadpool was, they did have Deadpool on top of that thing, just in case you didn't catch him. His mouth oh. was sewn shut and everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was Barack from uh, Mortal Kombat. Barack? Barack yeah, Barack. And then, uh, and then we get an epilogue, which consists of a few different sequences. Yeah. Uh, we see the Flash, who is uh, carrying through on his job in criminal justice, even though it's the lowest one on the ladder, but his dad is very excited. We see... Uh, Cyborg repair the smashed recording so he can listen to his father's uh, last statement to him one more time. We see Bat, uh, uh, Superman hanging out with Lois Lane. Uh, and then we get an extended scene at a prison where it appears that Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor has been absconded from prison where he meets up with Deathstroke on a boat. And they're like, hey, you should, uh, you should go after Bruce Wayne. He's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> he got, he got, got the Shawshank. He's free. Worry. Yeah. <laughs> What's that, Dan? He's like, I got it, man. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, so yeah, we're getting a whole lot of really strong franchise seeds right here. We're getting a lot of like the story will be continued. Yeah. Which kind of takes on a really strong hand when Batman has the extended nightmare sequence yes i i very much enjoy your nightmare <laughs> k-n-i-g-h-t mare oh i wish i could claim credit for that <laughs> <laughs> no i i Tonight. can't believe that you're not the first one to do that <laughs> and then um we get a in my opinion really lazy scene introducing martian manhunter in the flesh to bruce wayne where he shows up outside his house and he goes hey you got, you got, you doing things? And Batman goes, yeah, we're doing things. He goes, cool, I'm going to help you do things. Bye. And he leaves. <laughs> so right. Yeah. Okay, use the help, man. Which yeah. is weird yeah, because they... Sh- go, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, they, they showed him earlier being the same uh, military person as in Man of Steel. So he's yeah. been there for the whole time and dude's just not doing nothing. Like, what, right. what are you That's doing? What like, what are you doing? Yeah, get out of here. He kind of left, and he was like, "Oh yeah, man, my bad. I've been here for about four years. I might as well." <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. oh, I was here the whole time. That's oh, you really guys- what he told. That's really what he came and told him. Like, dude, yeah. I've been sitting here watching. Exactly what he said. Yeah, I'm gonna help you do the party. things. 
He's like, uh, oh, you guys hanging out? Okay, I, I'm just going to hang out now, too, if that's cool with you guys. <laughs> yeah, can that we, whole movie y'all just did, y'all just watched it? I watched it. I watched it. I liked it. I'm going to join the team. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also super powerful, but I figured yeah, you exactly. guys can handle it exactly. yourself. I probably could have part- <laughs> Yeah. He's like, I've been a part of some teams before. It didn't work out very well. I was just checking you guys out, making sure things were cool. <laughs> you know what? You guys are hired. Get on my team. He's like exactly. the, the guy hiding behind the trash can. He's like, it, is it over yet? Is it over? Yeah. Is it over? <laughs> all right, all right. I'm good. We're, I'm here. I'm here. What's up? No. What's up? I have to admit, I'm not a huge fan. He was one of the civilians that they were carrying away. That's what, that was yeah, him. Right. He was like a little girl. Right. I'm not <laughs> a huge fan of the design, Martian Manhunter's design. I think it looks clunky. CW-ish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's in between yeah. CW and like PS4. Uh, yeah. CW. Yeah, it was very PS4. The of my existence. Yeah. CW, I think he nailed it, man. Yeah, yeah right on. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But all, all in all, dude, like, I mean, yeah, I think that it could have been a very successful three-hour movie. Uh, yes. I, I will take it as a four-hour movie. I liked every change to it. Every the, the, the thing about this movie that is hard to, like, put into words is because you've seen the old one and you know how bad the old one is, every conversation you're about to go into, you think you know how it's going to go. And you're like, oh, this is where Batman says that stupid thing. But then it swerves and actually goes into a good conversation that actually gives you understanding and meaning to something. So, uh, yeah, I, I am such a fan of this movie. And I, I'll I'll start the reeling off, if that's okay, just to get this out of the way. Uh, but I'm sure. going to I'm gonna say uh, uh, 9 out of 10 reels. I love the Snyder Ooh. Cut. Nine right out of ten. Wow. Nice. I'm going to second that with nine out of ten too as well. Just piggyback off everything he said. From the moment the first ten seconds it came on, I would I liked it. Like all right, Dan. Out of ten, how many reels would you give this? Um, I'm also going to give this a nine, a nine out of wow. ten. Um, I like right now. I like the like the comical moments in the movie. It was it made me laugh. It, it I was entertained throughout the entire four hours. I didn't even know the four hours was up until it was over, and it was I was entertained throughout the entire the entire segment the movie and the actions the action sequences were just amazing. Uh, Michael, what are you thinking on uh, reels out of ten? Um, like I said, um, now that I've had time to sit on it a little bit, if I would have if you would have asked me right after I was done with it, I would have said six. But now that I'm thinking about it, I'm gonna give this an eight out of ten reels. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah, way higher than your initial postings would have. Suggested. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, Tim, if you would like to contribute, we do uh, out of ten. How many reels would you give this film? I would give it a solid eight. Uh, it would have gotten higher if it wouldn't have had Jared Leto. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that would have given that would have gotten me up to nine as well. Uh, just see, having I, to look at just having to look at him try that Joker was painful. Yeah, I I like the scene. The nightmare the scene. But they could have done it with a different Joker. It didn't have. Well, I guess it had to be the Jared Leto Joker. But if I don't know, I wouldn't have. I would have looked past it if they used a different one. How crazy okay. would that have been if it was old man Joaquin Phoenix in Joker makeup? Oh, <laughs> I, would have have I would have dug that. Yeah, yeah I do want to say one thing about the nightmare scene though. Go just for real, it. Just real quick, if you don't mind. One of the things, even though Leto was in it and he tried his best to screw it up. Um, <laughs> the one thing that I really did like about the nightmare scene is that uh, there was the the uh, allusion to the Jason Todd story. Yes, and yeah. and you know about uh, uh, the Joker beating the pudding out of out of Jason Todd. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. for me, uh, that was the only thing that that saved him in that that line was talking about you know you know uh, 
uh, Boy Wonder and, and you know, yep. what happened and then yeah. Harley Quinn and all that stuff. So for yeah. me, that was the only thing that saved that scene for the Joker. Uh, I kind of giggled when Batman dropped the, the F-bomb there. I was like, yeah. <laughs> there were a few of those, too. Uh, yeah, there's there's the world. There's like three yeah. or four. Yeah, Cyborg, like four or four. Cyborgs was good. Batman's was stupid. Batman's was a little <laughs> gratuitous. Yeah. Uh, it about was, the, yeah. about it the was nightmare scene. Gratuitous. But I will say that I thought the cool part of Nightmare scene was Batman saying that he held uh, a dying Harley and promised yeah. her that he that she, he would kill the Joker. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, that whole thing is just injustice. If you guys yeah. played those oh, yeah, injustice true. games, yeah. like that's yeah. that's what that whole thing is. Yeah, uh, yeah. Dylan, how many how many reels would you give it? I you know I'm on the low end of this podcast. I'm giving it seven. I think it's strong, Ooh. but it's long. And if I had gone to the theaters and see a four-hour cut of this, I would have walked out exhausted. If it had been trimmed down to three hours, I would have walked out being really satisfied. Yeah, it um, could have used another pass through editing. Yeah, but yeah. Um, that gives it a 50 out of 80 or 60 reels because we have six people on here. Yeah. Which is a really high score when you yeah, uh, that's it. that out. <laughs> it's higher than the- I would have guessed when I started watching it. It's higher yeah. than I would have guessed when I was done watching it. No, but, but after we've been talking about it, I'm like, yeah, that's about right. Now yeah. I have a question for everybody on the panel. Odds that you will go back and rewatch this at some point in the future. Yeah. Zach first, because we know your answer is yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm literally gonna watch. I'm I'm gonna watch Falcon and Winter Soldier again, and then I'm gonna rewatch Snyder Cut one more time before I go to bed tonight. Okay, Johnny. Uh, I was about halfway through it before we uh for the second time okay. before we started this uh broadcast so i'll probably finish it once we get off as yeah. well tim i started it again this afternoon for my second pass wow. and then i and then i remembered that i hadn't watched falcon and winter soldier and that that came out today so i stopped that went back and watched that and then i'll probably go home and finish watching it again yeah. tonight. All right. dan what are you feeling i'm probably gonna watch falcon winter soldier and then i'll probably wind up watching this again tomorrow okay it's a great and movie. I loved it. michael rewatch this there's a 2% chance I'll ever watch this again. I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. I, this would probably be really good background noise if I was ever in a situation where I needed like four hours of background noise. Oh, yeah, but I'm I not going to sit down and watch it. Absolutely I don't think not. I'll intentionally sit down and rewatch this um, unless it's maybe if there's a group setting and we've got, you know, like a, in a year and a half when we're allowed to get together, dinner party or something, put this on TV. So you're you're saying there's a chance. There's a chance. (laughs) I'll never say there's not a chance, Tim. Uh, Before before we wrap this up, though, I I do have something very, very important to say. Uh, At the very end of this, obviously, the best part of this was immemorial to uh, Zack Snyder's daughter. One of the reasons that this movie is in existence is because of the tragedy that happened with his family, and then obviously studios messing things up. But I think that the most important thing is, is that if if you ever feel suicidal or you're not alone there are so many just sad people out there like there are so many people that want you around and need you around and it is very important to everybody that if you feel if you've ever had any thoughts of hurting yourself if you ever had any thoughts of suicide if you think that this world is better without you a, you're wrong, but B, please, please, please uh, call this number down here. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is, is an amazing place. Uh, it, you know, you got to reach out to people. Obviously, it'd be better if people reach out to you, but it is very important to the real boys. It's very important to some nobodies that we make sure that people feel important and feel wanted out there. And if you need some friends, you can call this number. You can call me. Uh, my phone number is on Facebook. You can literally call me anytime. I will talk to you, uh, especially about the Snyder Cut, but I will talk to you about anything you want but 
uh, yeah, all jokes aside, uh, a suicide is something to, to joke about. It, it is a very serious thing that is a very, very tragic thing in, in our society, especially nowadays with the pandemic and everything else. So please get some help. Call somebody. Yeah. Do something. Uh, we need you. I appreciate you. And I need attention. So you got to hang out <laughs> so that you can give me more attention. But please call somebody. I love you. Please. Well said. Well done. Could, well could said. You, um, could you read that number out just in case uh, somebody is listening to it just oh, as the audio? Yep. yep. The number for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's 1-800-273-8255. And it's for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Please just give them a call. They're amazing. They are amazing. Good words. Uh, anyone have anything specific to say before we start doing the outros? The only thing that we didn't talk about was the pregnancy test. That's true. There's and a very, very obvious and lingering shot on a pregnancy test in Lois Lane's bedside table. Yeah, on a, and, and on a branded, <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah. A branded, a branded pregnancy, pregnancy test. test. But at the end of the movie, uh, somebody does say congratulations to Superman. So do you think that that is acknowledging that she's pregnant or that he got his house back? How long after Batman versus Superman does this movie take place in universe? Immediately. It starts immediately with, after it starts with the death yeah. of uh yeah. Okay. I didn't know if there was a time lapse or anything like that. I was like, I mean there's oh. there's like a funeral and like maybe I guess like well, two right. weeks. It's like a month or something. Okay. Yeah. Sure, go for it. I did not realize that that was in that that shot. I'm gonna have to check that out again. Oh yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah, it's when she's digging through. She pulls something out. What I don't, I don't. Quite I think it's remember. the test. It's uh, no, it's, no, no, it's keys to a to a twenty twenty two Mercedes Benz and, oh, <laughs> and, a, right. and a and a diet Coca Cola. <laughs> you can see Blake Griffin uh, dunking over it. He's jumping over. Yeah. it. Dunking <laughs> over it. She, uh, she has to she has to move a bag of che uh, che Cheetos to get out of the way of everything else. But uh, yeah. yeah, I think I think that's right. pretty much it. I think that and then the Rick and Morty uh, uh, a tiny little Rick and Morty clip that was playing in uh, the Flashes. Uh, yeah. place I thought that was yeah. really cool. Also, a couple, a couple little uh, uh, tidbits. If the box uh, that that Silas Stone has, he calls a box six one nine eight two. And if anyone cares about Easter eggs, that's because uh, June first of nineteen eighty two is the first episode of Teen Titans, which is where you see Cyborg for the very first time in comics. Oh, so right. there's a bunch of really cool references and uh, Easter eggs in here. But I thought those were some of the cool ones. Nice. Right on. All right, everybody. I am going to. We're going to do the uh, one by one outro, and let's see who is first. Zach, ah, you're first. yeah. Excellent. Tell us who you are, where to find you. <laughs> My name is Zach Wiseman. You can see me at things uh, like Talking Upstream, Twitching Upstream. Obviously, the real boys, which is great. You can go to our website, which is somenobodies.com, which is not above this whiteboard. I'm sorry. I, I it was a different show. Wrong. Yeah. Uh, we got to move going on. Which <laughs> Back. You can check that out. We have a GoFundMe uh, Patreon.com backslash some nobodies. But go check out some nobodies.com for all the wacky and wild stuff that we keep doing. Right on. <laughs> Good words, man. Next up, we got Dan. Dan, who are you? Where can we find you? Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Dan Levely, and I'm from the Oops Caught Me Smoking podcast. You can check me out on Spotify or wherever you like to listen to your podcast, and also on YouTube and the WeTube. And also, like Zach said before, if you if you guys need help, if anybody out there is reaching out for if you know feeling down and out and you need someone to talk to, reach out for that to that number for that suicide prevention number. As someone that has someone some people in their family that have 
committed suicide, just please reach out. And if you know anybody, just reach out to them. All it takes is a phone call, guys. Right on. Well said. All right. Michael Colby, who are you? Where can we find you? Hey, um, Michael Colby um, from Jack Billings Presents, me and my neighbor, Michael. Um, you can check me out on Twitter at my neighbor, M-I-C-H-1. Um, I also have a video game podcast uh, called I Love This Terrible Game, I-L-T-T-G podcast at, on Twitter. Um, and now if you'll excuse me, I'm going to take my five-blade Harry's razor and I'm going to go shave my face. Not Michael, a sponsor. They're, they're not sponsoring the show. Don't you No, dare. not yet, but they will because they All have right. such great products. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a good night. Tim, who are you? Where can we find you? Hi, I'm Tim. I'm uh, one of the hosts of Funny Science Fiction Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Facebook as the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. We also have a Facebook group uniquely called Funny Science Fiction Group. Um, but we also have, you can find us on any major uh, audio podcast destination. You can also find us on YouTube. Uh, we're an interview-based show. Uh, we we bring people on for, uh, uh, you know, just talk about sci-fi, what you like, what you don't like. Uh, and we talk to people who are making sci-fi as they go. I'm also the host of a show called Focused on Forward, which we talk about uh, life's challenges and obstacles that people have to overcome, uh, whether it's illness, mental health, awareness, uh, things along those lines, and how people are moving forward with their life no despite the things that have been tossed in front of them. And you can, again, find that on YouTube and your any major podcast destination, including Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and that goes for funny science fiction as well. Right on. All right. You have a good night. And Johnny Blaze, who are you? Where can we find you? Johnny Blaze, Cloud Chronicles, YouTube, Facebook. You know where to find me. Uh, I am Johnny Blaze, uh, underscores in between each letter on Instagram. See me on The Real Boys on Monday nights with the guys. Had fun. This was awesome. Right on. You have a good night. And my name is Dylan. You can find me at all of the Some Nobody stuff, including Silicon Angels, Talking Upstream, Podcast, Podcast, a Podcast Show, among others. This was The Real Boys every Monday night. We're talking about the Snyder Cut on the special edition. Tune in next, this upcoming Monday, I believe, for uh, The Hills Have Eyes, the 1977 version, hosted by Dan Levely. He's the one who chose this movie, and it's going to ruin my day. So uh, hopefully the podcast brings some joy to yours. But uh, I'm going to play myself out here. You all have a good night and stay well out there. Peace.